The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage with over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Robert, and I'm your host. On Night Football Week 11 recap, we're starting early. Two-minute warning, actually, which is unusual for us. It's pretty unusual for a team to get beat as bad as the Cardinals did. Uh, last I checked, it was Trace McSorley throwing to A. Green. Surely, oh, God, poor A.J. Green. That's A.J. Green. What a Talk about a low point, Ryan Wilson, in A.J. Green's career when he's out there in a Week 11 game at garbage time catching passes with Greg Dortch uh, from Trace McSorley. That's where we're at. The score, we've got 38-10, assuming that Kyle Shanahan does the honorable thing and takes knees. There we go. We got knees coming down. That means the game's over. 38-10. Final 49ers roll the Cardinals. Whew. Man. Um, you know what this reminds me a little bit? Not not entirely of, but uh, from this week. So Cowboys, uh, Cowboys, Vikings, just in terms of like, you get that really like sort of like late, mid to late season statement game from a team. And I mean, the 49ers look like a potential Dominant force in the NFC, don't they? Yeah, potential. If uh, Breach were here, Breach is coming. He's writing grades, but he would say potential team. Let's yeah. get this podcast done before Breach gets here. Let's I'm, look, man. Hey, I'm all about efficiency, and you are the anti-Bobs from Office Space. So let's see how this works out. How about it? I'm really more like uh, Peter. You're more like uh, Milton. Is that his name? How dare you? So, yeah, I think you're right about the comparison. Great actor, by the way. Uh, comparison in terms of what this feels like. And the thing about the 49ers, and this is the question I keep coming back to. I need Breach here for backup because I know how you're going to react to this. 
the Christian McCaffrey trade is a lot more palatable if you go back a year and a half or however long it was and you don't do the the Trey Lance thing because you gave up a crap ton for a guy that you don't need, it turns out. Now, I understand that Jimmy G is prone to having some some mishaps, in which case you go, we need, we need someone like Trey Lance out there so we can run the ball and, and not throw stupid interceptions. But I swear, dude, since that, that guy's been rolled back out there out of the old mothballs, He's been as be- as as good as he's ever been under Kyle Shanahan. Just anecdotally, I haven't looked at the the football outsiders analytics uh, no, or whatever. Been, he's been he's been really good the last couple of weeks. But here's the, the the thing: if they win the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. They could they could pull the Rams and trade every first round pick from now until eternity, and that's fine. Um, I think you know we don't have to discuss that far down the road. I, I think the Super Bowl appearance has to be in the cards in order to sort of justify what they've done the last two years in terms of the draft, but. It's a credit to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and probably most importantly, Jimmy Garoppolo and last year was deal. So we'll see. Trey Lance is probably gonna have the job next year. But for now, it, it's certainly a, a great way to go out for a guy who's so freaking ugly that this is this is the break that he needs. I know. Do, do you saw I assume you saw the clip of him at the Warriors game, right? Kyle Yushek's like, I, you know, to bring, not to bring back NBA into it. I don't wanna, I don't want to upset you. But Kyle Yushek is probably like, you know, I'm a professional football player, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah. you do not care. I think all three of the other guys are like have like notable girlfriends or wives, and so like every two, and they, you could see him look at um, uh, the, the, whatever the the Warriors owner is. He was like, yeah, yeah, I know her, or yeah, however he might know her. Um, oh boy, all right, I didn't see that part. Yeah, so like the Niners didn't even run the ball that effect. I mean, they did run. They ran it. Ran it they ran it really effectively. They didn't run it for like a ton of yards. Um, Wait, you need to back up and explain the team they were playing. That that tells you a lot about how this game played out. Not to take anything with the 49ers and what they did or did not do. No, 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 this was a flex. This was wasn't a flex like the Cowboys on the Vikings. This was a flex on a JV football team playing a Division One national championship team. But it's also a flex on a division rival that really needed to win at four and six. They are, I think, now they are... Four and seven. Now they are. They are now four and seven, excuse me. Yes, that's correct. Um, yeah, they yeah, were but four and six. A, you say rival, they're not a rival. They're a team that happens to play geographically close to where the 49ers just kick the crap out of them in Mexico City, by the way. The 49ers, by the way, now the three seed in the NFC, uh, just two games back of the Minnesota Vikings, three games back of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Where, If you were in, uh, in, uh, I guess, uh, one game up of the the Buccaneers, of course, you have Dallas, New York, and Seattle, the current wildcard teams with Washington uh, knocking on the door. If you were going to rank the hierarchy of the top three NFC teams, how would you rank them? Well, because I'm all about recency bias, I'll do the Eagles and I do San Fran. Um, and then I'm just going to do the top seven in the order I want to do them in. Uh, Eagles, San Fran, Dallas, Minnesota, Seattle, Tampa Bay. Yeah, you're, doing this, you're doing this without like division. I'm just doing top seven. My okay, top so, seven. So yeah. Eagles, San Fran, Dallas, Minnesota, Minnesota. And then I said Seattle, Tampa Bay, Giants. I think, I think it's all of them. That's I think that's pretty reasonable. Um, I, I would if if one were so inclined, I think you could make the case that the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. And I wouldn't be upset with that. Um, or you know, someone else listening to this podcast might be like, but I mean, look, I th- the Eagles are still nine and one. The the thing that you have to you don't have to do anything. I hate it when people say that. The thing you have to remember, uh, the thing that I personally have to guard against is not forgetting who the San Francisco 49ers just demolished. Sure. So that's important. Uh last week they beat the Chargers. That game that team was banged up, but it's still the Chargers team. They had their by the prior part of that. They beat 
uh, the Rams, <laughs> another team that's had some injury issues, of course. And then before that, they they lost to the Chiefs, forty four to twenty three. But again, to your point, you know, last week was they oh, the Cowboys are done because they just got smoked by a Aaron Rodgers. Well, they, they coughed up. They coughed up this like like huge lead in Green Bay when you had a chance to really set like send a message and. and yeah, so I'm picking in the neutral field. I'll take the Eagles. I mean, that line is probably minus one and a half. Philly, no. Uh, Jeffrey Benson of Circus Sports. Hey, John Breach. John Breach joining us on the podcast. Jeffrey Benson tweeted, he's, he's one of the sportsbook guys at, at Circus Sports in Vegas. The San Francisco 49ers would be favored on a neutral versus either the Eagles or the Cowboys. They're the third highest power rated team in football for, for, the, for a Circus Sportsbook. Now, Wenzel Wilson is minus one and a half for the Eagles. Okay, well, you would be giving up a lot of CLV. Um, I think he basically has... They're basically what Circus Sports is saying with that comment is the 49ers are the best to them, the highest rated team in the NFC. And the paradise, what's that? No, I understand. I get that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I think that, like, uh, to the to anyone who's listening that, that or watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six, um, subscribe, rate, review, like all that business. That basically the 49ers in the eyes of the bookmakers are one of the most talented or the third most talented team across the board in football and would probably be number one. If you flip them, obviously with a quarterback for the chiefs or the bills or even the Cowboys, maybe even the Eagles, but Jimmy G has been playing well, John breach breach. Let me ask you before you answer that question or even just comment. We were just rating uh, our top seven teams in that order. It doesn't have to be by playoff um, matchup in the NFC and wins over Wilson had on a neutral field Eagles getting or giving a point and a half against the 49ers. And Brinson was just saying a sports book uh, that one of the good guys he knows has it the other way around. Uh, you know, I actually think I agree with the sports book and Brinson. The 49ers just, it looked like they were trying to get their legs under them at the beginning of the season. Obviously it started with Trey Lance. And so that first loss they had was kind of fluky then they lost that 11-10 game, game to the Broncos. Remember, Jimmy Garoppolo during the summer wasn't even going to practice. He was sitting in a, in a closet, like, reading Nancy Drew books. This guy wasn't well, doing anything. Because why in a closet? Like, because <laughs> the players... Yeah, on a, a separate practice field, but in a closet reading Nancy Drew books is just as close. Yeah. But not, he was not practicing with the team, is the point, oh, okay. in, in July, in August, because they were so sure... Uh, that he just wasn't going to be a part of this, that Trey Lance was the starter, um, that he was going to be traded. Maybe he gets traded before the season. And so it didn't really feel like this 49ers team really gelled with Garoppolo until you started to get to uh, midway through the season. And this felt like a trust game where Kyle Shanahan was like, you know, what? I'm just going to let Jimmy unload it because I think we can beat the Cardinals even if he throws three interceptions. The Cardinals still have a great defense, got their backup quarterback in there. I'm going to see what happens. I need to know if I can trust Jimmy. He uncorks Jimmy. Jimmy comes through with this four touchdown game where he looked really good. Yeah, well, but wait, I, wait a second. Let me, let me, let me, just, okay. let me just follow up on Breach with the first couple of things. So I mentioned this to, to Brinson earlier. How can you put any stock in the Arizona Cardinals as an opponent, number one? And number two, why is this team better than Philadelphia in your eyes? Well, I think that Shanahan has more weapons at his disposal. Yes, I know what the Eagles have: Devontae Smith, AJ Brown. But when you're talking about George Kittle, you, like, 49ers, 49ers are objectively have a better set of weapons than the Eagles do. All right, I'm not. I want to get breached. I know how you. Yes, feel about that, it. yeah, exactly. And so you know, you give the Eagles an advantage, the uh, thump, the advantage at quarterback. 
but I don't think Jalen Hurts is enough better than Jimmy Garoppolo to make up for the weapons that the 49ers have. And what about the Cardinals part of the question that you avoided? Well, it, uh, sorry, go ahead, Breach. Most, most of you to answer. What? I mean, it's not like the Cardinals are absolute trash. They, it's this, you know, it's not like the, it's not like the 49ers just beat the Texans. I, I think, I think the Colts and the Cardinals are a reasonable comp for each other. Thank you. Okay. Well, let me just say that putting up 38 points on anyone in the NFL is impressive. I, I, think, I don't care who they're playing. Well, one of the other things too, when you're talking about like who's the best team in football, this is not a. It's it, it, like the Eagles have the you know have the the overall record for the full season. Unquestionably, over the course of the entire season so far, they're they're the they're the better team. But I think if you're just taking sort of a rolling four week period, that you would take the 49ers over the Eagles, and that is part of the equation because. You know, when you're talking about getting to the playoffs, you want the t- you want your team to be playing well. You know, and I'm not saying that Philly can't be playing well or that Dallas can't. Like Dallas is playing really well right now too. I think that you know the the re- recency bias is you have to be careful with it, but it is okay to take into account per- recent performance because that does, in my opinion, if if you have a reasonable sample size, does provide you know possible future information. Like look at these these last three wins. You know, Jimmy laid a absolute turd against the Falcons. They lose to KC. And no shame in losing to KC. But the last three weeks, and again, the Rams are really struggling. The Chargers are the Chargers. And they were off a bye. And then, the you know, the Cardinals are the Cardinals. But the offense and Jimmy G have... It, Jimmy G looks like he's... He, he looks like a guy who didn't practice with this team the entire offseason. Didn't expect to play. Thought he would get traded. Came in early, like in the middle of week two... And sort of took about you know, a couple of weeks to really get the rapport down. And, and Kyle Shanahan adjusted the playbook. And now they are really rolling. And I think, I mean, that that that's important to me in terms of how I'm rating teams at a certain period. Like, I, I'm going to adjust how I feel about a team based on how they're playing at the moment. I'm not going to hold on to the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to. I hear you. And I don't necessarily disagree with it. I think they're close. And I, you know, it, it's half a dozen to one. And I'm I'm on that. But I'll just push back a little bit the last three teams they played are absolute dog crap and the chargers in the middle i like a lot but they were injured in that game so yeah they they rolled in the, that game, those games and the argument you can make i suppose is what i always talk about with football outsiders uh you beat bad teams badly and, and that's what they did there so i, I you give you do get some information from that i mean you, just if you, i mean the eagles last four way no, i know i'm just saying we're talking about 49ers and that's why i said i i'm not going to hold your feet to the fire. Cause I, I think it's, it's a fair conversation. Like both these teams are two of the best. One team is playing really well and one is struggling. N- Niners would probably be like a one and a half point to two and a half point favorite max over the Eagles. So I mean, we're, we're we are sort of uh, uh, picking, picking, picking nits. nits here, if you will. Is that a thing? Can you pick nits? Yeah. Let me um, ask breach the question I asked you earlier. Uh, breach. How far do the 49ers have to get into January to um, wash away? If you will, the Trey Lance trade. The Christian McCaffrey trade doesn't matter at this point because if you don't do the Trey Lance trade, then Christian McCaffrey makes a ton of sense. Uh, I think it's got to be Super Bowl or bust. Like, appearance or win? Appearance. You have to at least okay. get there. That's what I said. And this is, uh, we don't need to turn this again into a nitpicking. They just session. need to get to January. If they lose the first round, it's fine. No, no, no. But it's like, if you, even if you, like, like, no matter what you do in January, you're like, well, that justifies the Trey Lance trade since he did absolutely nothing to help us get here. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it becomes the, out, um, as it turns out, they just shouldn't have done the Trey Lance trade. Yeah. No, I think, I think everyone, people felt like that since day one. I feel like it was a lot to give up. They had Jimmy Garoppolo. He, he, 
he doesn't have the ceiling, obviously, of a of a Trey Lance. But I mean, clear like, and it's 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 just it's a really hard trade to judge because it's unfair to judge Trey Lance on these injuries, you know. And, and Trey Lance very well could be the starter because Jimmy's out of a contract at the end of this year. Sure. Um. So let's look at the NFC playoff picture as a whole. Arizona falls to the 11th seed. I just, I mean, I have to. They, they just played. I have to mention them. No, I'm just uh, laughing though. They're they're 12th according to my. Are you looking at the? They hadn't refreshed. I was looking at the wrong one. Maybe. Yep, wrong one. Uh, they are 12th at four and seven. Excuse me. I was wondering. I was like four and six. Didn't we realize they were not that? The Packers. Um, let me ask you this. So uh, I was on Darren Smith's show on Monday afternoon, and he asked me how many teams they had. Somebody texted in and say twelve teams can win the Super Bowl. You said something crazy like that when we're in HQ. I was like, "What is he smoking?" Go ahead. And I'm wondering how many teams do you think can win the Super Bowl in the NFC? Because I, I do think, or how many teams? Maybe it's maybe a better question is how many teams can get to the Super Bowl? Because okay, well let's start. You go first, and we'll go down the list and see how far we get. We'll right. go in order. I, I have Philly winning the the conference before the season, so I'll take Philly right now. All right, I'm going to take the easy one, Breach. San Francisco, you're up. That's what? <laughs> Why do I pick last? Well, go ahead, go ahead, Breach. Bob. There's is, one left. So this you... snake draft. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, snake draft. Uh, so I, if I get the next two picks, no, 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 I'm... you get one. We're, this is not a draft. We're not. We're not. We're not playing for anything. We're just naming it. And the first person to say no, I want out. That's when we stop the list. Okay, but I still get the name two in a row. Then no, you yeah, get you... one. Oh, so Breach one team. I will take. I know it's not a draft. We're trying to see how far the, the contenders go. <laughs> so, Brittany, you have the Eagles. Wilson has the 49ers. Uh, I'll go with the Cowboys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Breach Bot. Um, I am going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the reason why, very quickly, is that they're going to win that division because the rest of the division is not very good. And they have Tom Brady. And to get to the Super Bowl, it means they have to win probably three games in the playoffs with Tom Brady, which I know they haven't looked great this season. They're five and five. But if Tom Brady needs to win three games to get to the Super Bowl, he's capable of getting to the Super Bowl. So, Tampa Bay, I will go with uh, Wilson. All right. Uh, with the fifth pick of this playoff draft that we are doing, most certainly, I'm out. First of all, you should have stopped Tampa Bay. I mean, you shouldn't. Tampa well, that's Bay why I refused to do a state draft. I was going to say I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we got, what was that, four teams? Four teams. Okay, so, I mean, Breach, would you, would you go with Minnesota? See, I think, see, I think you make the case for Seattle. Wait, someone said, Breach said Minnesota, right? You said win the Super Bowl, right? And I said make it to the Super Bowl. Win the NFC. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I'll put the Vikings in there. I'll, I'll, I'll add the Vikings. Breach nope. said the Cowboys. But yeah, that that's uh, that's like the the 10,000 to 1, the Vikings. No disrespect to Vikings. But would, you, would you add either any of the Giants, Seattle, or Washington? I think I would take Seattle in there. I think that's <laughs> – look, you have to have things go your way, but – there's a lot of there's so much. What, what is a comparable team that has made it to the Super Bowl in NFL history to the Seattle Seahawks in 2022? I mean the Seahawks and um, in, I mean NFL. I mean, let, me, let me think about recent NFL. I mean, All right, just think about it. You have to answer now. But it, that my point is that it, it's so incredibly unlikely. I don't even know if you, you have a first year starter come in and take a team to the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson. No, he didn't get the Super Bowl the first year. Sorry, Tom Brady. <laughs> Twice. He's already on the team. He already <laughs> he had. Did he did it twice. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I just think. Look, you look at this. Look at, look at who's in. Look at who's the top seven in the playoffs. You're telling me Seattle couldn't beat the Vikings, and then hope for an upset, and then maybe steal one. Past well, when you the, when you put it like that, yeah, it's possible. But I think the the odds I, are extremely. Of like, course, but I, I don't think I would rule Seattle out. I think the Giants will end up maybe missing the playoffs. So far, okay. Ahead. So we have four. 
Uh, maybe five. You I, said, I, you said I think, 12. I think, I think six is the max for me at the NFC. That's a lot. See, here's my problem in, in with Minnesota, because that's probably the one that most people are wondering why we wouldn't have them there, is that I would have a tough time seeing them beat the Eagles. I'd have a tough time seeing them beat the 49ers. I'd even have a tough time seeing them beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Obviously, we saw what just happened with the Cowboys on Sunday. Uh, and, and, you know, like the Giants are the only team I think I would pick Minnesota to beat out of the current seven teams that are in the NFC playoffs as far as the playoff picture right now. So you're at four, Breach. I'm at five. I'll say five, and Brent's somehow at six. So Brent's got to get six more teams into the Super Bowl conversation. From the AFC. Yeah, I understand. I didn't think they were all coming. Yeah, yeah. From the, by the way, quickly, Bob Swarsky in the comments asked me, I just made the comment that I turned to my boy Gino pretty quick. I still love Gino, but let's be real. But you're not calling him by his full name now. <laughs> <laughs> he took the week off, so we'll see where he is when he comes back. And another thing about the Vikings, they've only played, what, two of the seven teams in the playoff picture, and they lost by 17 and 37. So, Is that good or bad? I don't think it's good. Okay. I'm not going to go throw the word bad around, but <laughs> it's not good. I, I think this does come back to our apparently differing philosophies on the playoffs and how you approach the playoffs in that the playoffs are like, there's a lot of luck involved with the NFL playoffs. It's not like a series. It's not like a, a baseball or basketball series of, you know, five and then seven games. Have you followed the Vikings franchise history? They have the lowest amount of luck in the history of NFL playoffs. I, I, You're a Bengals fan. I'm, I'm just saying that there's a, there's a high level of variance in the NFL playoffs. And that with the way that the NFC is set up, it does feel like it, okay. if you're looking at the AFC, you you think there's you feel pretty confident that one of two teams is going to get out of there. Now, of course, something weird can happen. We saw the Bengals get there last year. I'm just saying that, you know, it, this NFC playoff picture to me looks like it could have various out. Like, like that's why I think Tampa Bay, you cannot rule out Tampa Bay. I am ruling out Tampa Bay. I okay, feel so quite comfortable doing that. They are a you, terrible football team. You both feel quite comfortable saying there's a 0% chance Tampa Bay will make the Super Bowl. There's a less than 7% chance that they make it. I'm keeping Tampa Bay on my list. Yeah, Breach is, he's he's afraid of Tom Brady. I am not. Yes, I'm afraid right, of a guy who has right won seven Bucks. Super Bowls. You're right about the Bucs this year, by the way. You nailed the NFC completely this year. Don't try to reverse jinx it. I, I'm not. You nailed the NFC completely. You know, the one thing, it's and everyone's point about the 49ers, is that they have only beaten one team this year that currently has a winning record. They have the third lowest strength of victory in the NFC, which just kind of says they're not beating great teams, which goes to what we were talking about earlier with, does it really mean anything that they beat the Cardinals? And I think it does just because the way they did it, it's impressive if you beat an NFL team by 28 points. But yeah, so there are question marks about how are they going to play when they actually play against good teams. But who's, um, who's, who's, the, who's the good team they've got to play against? Well, they still have a, a, a game against the Dolphins, a game against the Buccaneers. They still have another game against the Seahawks. They play the Commanders. Uh, so they have a few games left Let's, against good teams. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick break. and When we come back, I will ask you a, 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 what I think is a fairly intriguing question about mm. week 11 of the NFL season. Next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so is it possible that through a 10 weeks, we'd seen so much parody and so much just complete randomness. The Jets are winning a lot. The Giants are winning a lot. You know, the 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 Bills are, are pooping their pants against the Vi- like Just so much insanity that if we got when we got any really impressive performances, and the three that stand out to me are the Titans at Green Bay, Dallas at Minnesota, and then San Francisco tonight in Mexico. Like three, because we just haven't seen that many dominant performances. It's been like every. It's been the the close the most one score games in NFL history through ten weeks. And is not if you're a Steelers fan, but go ahead. Right, is, but is it possible that we these dominant performances this late in the season, we're trying to latch on to 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 a team that can get hot down the stretch and and to look really good? I, I mean, I do think the Niners are really good. I do think the Cowboys are really good. I think the Niners are. Um, they I think they are a good football team. And breach, I was looking at last season. They didn't really play anyone down the stretch either. And it so feels like it was ten years ago. It's hard to figure out which teams were good or not. So the Week 14 game, they beat the Bengals in overtime. I don't remember that game. How did that play out? Uh, that was a game that I was stunned. They got the overtime because the 49ers dominated it for about three quarters, and then okay. Joe Burrow turned up the magic and took it to overtime. Okay, so they won that game, and then they beat the Falcons. The Falcons won all those one-score games last year, lost that one. They lost to the Titans. They beat the Texans. Duh. Uh, they went to overtime, beat the Rams in that game in week 18, the last game of the season, and that's how they got into the playoffs. So they played some some tough teams down the stretch, uh, the Bengals uh, and, and the Titans, excuse me, the Rams in, in particular, won those games. And I just feel like this team, in the, I'm not a Jimmy G guy. He's in the same. He's in the Kirk Cousins mold for me and the Andy Dalton mole in a lot of ways in terms of uh, how far he can get you. But I think Kyle Shanahan, I think you just mentioned this, Brinson, but Kyle Shanahan can overcome a lot. He he, he he turns Jimmy G into an elite point guard who distributes the ball well. My concern with that is then why you draft Trey Lance, but whatever. Uh, but Elijah Mitchell's back. You traded for Christian McCaffrey. Debo Samuel's better than ever. Brandon Ayuk is no longer in the doghouse. Tra- uh, Traps Kelsey. George Kittles is amazing. The defense is dominating. So those are legit concerns. Um Unlike teams that haven't been there before. And by the way, they were that dropped arm point away interception, Matthew Stafford interception away from going back to the Super Bowl last year. Yep. So, yeah, no, I get it. Uh, it's hard to say this team wilts uh, down the stretch because they they get better. A lot of teams that aren't used to being in this position struggle for various reasons. And, um, you know, it's hard to imagine the 49ers are just going to suddenly pack right. up and leave. So if, if the playoffs started today, let's run through this real quick. We'll do this. Um, we'll start with Ryan, then Breach. We take a matchup and pick it, and then we'll move on to the next round and just see see where we go. Ryan, Seahawks at Vikings. You may not ask whether or not it's a 1 p.m. game. It's just Seahawks at Vikings. You have to take your chances on Kirk Cousins, possibly. That screams Saturday at, at 1 p.m. But you, yeah, that feels like the first game of the on the docket. Saturday at 4:30. Oh, Saturday at 4:30, prime. Oh no, Saturday one is there, no no Saturday at 4:30. Saturday at 4:30, yeah. Uh, Breach it, knows it, it, the. That's the Saturday at four thirty game for sure. Breeze our, Breeze, breaches our CBS Sports HQ slash Pick Six Podcast scheduler. Yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks in that game. Okay, so Seahawks advance. Wow. Breach, you get Giants at 49ers. Um, is that a one p.m. game? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am taking the 49ers. All right, and I get Cowboys at Buccaneers. I am going to take the Buccaneers to advance in that game. Woo, I don't upset think, city. I, told, 
I don't, I don't think that's insane to suggest that the Buccaneers run defense against the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy against Tom Brady could end up going the Buccaneers way. So just in this hypothetical, that's how we're playing it out. That's how it that's works. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so that means we have Eagles playing the, and by the way, the Bucs are the home team. So they're actually, they might be favored in that game. Interesting to see that line. So the Seahawks would be the lowest seed. So Eagle Seahawks at Eagles for you, Wilson. Yeah, I'm going to have to take Philadelphia there. Okay. And then Breach, you get uh, Bucks, oh, Bucks at Niners. Tom Brady against in, in San Francisco. That What's is, that line going to be? I think it would be San Francisco minus five and a half. I was going to say three. Uh, I think that Tom Brady does not win. He goes over to Shanahan, shakes his hand, says, I'll see you in March, buddy. Yep. And so 49ers have a Philly 49ers, 49ers at Eagles. All right. NFC championship game. That'll be a wow. night. Wow. How's Jimmy play at night breach? Wow. He's not Kirk Cousins. So I don't think that's necessarily a, and, and look, a lot of that game will be determined by who he just threw four touchdown passes at night against the Cardinals. Right. But, it, but in it, another it, country, it'll be determined by whose offensive line and whose defensive line is the healthiest. By the way, the fact that you just mentioned that matchup, Billy's sweating right now. He doesn't even want to think about it. He's like nervous. <laughs> the Eagles, the Eagles probably be favored by one at home, maybe two, maybe two, two and a half. Yeah, I don't nothing, know. Nothing I mean, huge. Um, and the Eagles would have, good or bad, played one fewer game. Sometimes it's not great if you're a young I mean, team. I have a future on both those teams, so I'm cool with either one. But Billy's not nervous at it's all. It's a lie. The Eagles are bad against the run, and that's what the 49ers do best. Um, he spelled nervous wrong, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really, but he I, said. I think, I think, but maybe, maybe the larger point is that we had what Seahawks, Eagles, and 49ers, Buccaneers, or slash Cowboys, like all just two way. I mean, it, it's just you can you, the, this NFC these NFC playoffs are going to be fun to watch. And uh, for you Vikings fans out there who are praying to get that one o'clock game, uh, they switched the divisional round schedule a couple years ago. There was literally only one a single one p.m. game in the entire postseason now. And that is the Sunday afternoon wild card game. That's it. That's the only one there is. So you got to cross your fingers and hope the scheduling gods give the Vikings that 1 p.m. Sunday afternoon game. Wow. By, by the way, worth this is kind of interesting. Uh, at view from Vegas, Dave Tully uh, points out that with the uh, the overhitting and the Niners uh, covering minus nine and a half in this game or minus 10, whatever you want, the first time this season that the overs finished above 500 in a week, which is kind of interesting to note. Unders have been killing it. And um, the uh, favorites went 11 and three straight up and eight and six against the spread in week 11. Can I ask a couple questions about the Cardinals or, or is there something else we need to talk about? We're going to move on to the Cardinals and we're going to do two and a half minutes on them and be done in 30 minutes. All right. Here's, here's my, uh, here's my qu two questions. Do you think that Cliff Kingsbury wanted Colt McCoy to play as well as he did last week so he can make the case to keep Kyler on the bench and so he won't get fired? And the second part of that question is, when's Cliff getting fired? Um, so that's that, that was basically the question that I was going to ask about the Cardinals too, which is, does Colt McCoy's, does Kyler Murray's injury and Colt McCoy's performance, which I, I thought Colt was fine tonight too. I mean, just, mm. it, 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 look, man, he's, he's Colt McCoy. That defense was, was nasty. And he wasn't fine though. <laughs> he, he, wasn't, he wasn't great. He was okay for a given. He, he got hurt. I felt like he was. He hurt. was in good shape for the shape he's in. That's what. Uh, that's. What I mean, in. I'll give Brinson the benefit of the doubt there because at the end of the first quarter, it was like, holy crap, Colt McCoy 
has the Cardinals offense moving. Uh, the 49ers couldn't do anything. They punted on their first two possessions. And it was literally like, oh, my God, Arizona has to win this to save their season. If Cliff Kingsbury somehow pulls a rabbit out of his hat with Colt McCoy as his starting quarterback, like these are all my thoughts at the end of the first quarter, then you say, sorry, Kyler, you're staying on the bench until you're 100% healed, which might not happen for four more weeks. Like you just, it, it changed, it would have changed everything, but then it was a, it was a 17, it was a, it was a seven point game at halftime. And then, but let me ask you, both altitude, you got a tired ass defense and the 49ers just put it on him. And you know, the, the halftime, there was seven points at halftime. So you said, what it was, yeah, it was 17, 10 at halftime and the 49ers were winning. So let me ask you guys both this. What was the Brinson slash breach win probability for the Cardinals going into the third start of the third quarter? I mean, I bet the 49ers minus three and a half for a lot. Yeah, it was negative seven <laughs> percent. Okay. So right. So you but had at a- the end of the first quarter, it was like 30-70. Like I felt like the Cardinals had a right. chance. Yeah, 30-70 sounds about right. And I, would say, like- I would say that I was like, I was like, ah, this would stink for somebody who wants the 49ers to win this game and win by more than X amount. And I felt very little concerned about how this game was going to end, in part because Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury it up. Handsome beard. He wore the flat brim cap presumably in, in honor of Kyle Shanahan and he coached like he always coaches. And I think now they're like th- uh, 31% winning percentage in the, whatever the, is it the, I don't know if it's the actual second half, but they, they flashed it on the, the Monday night telecast. They're it's the like, anti chiefs who are 25 and 0 or 24. Yeah. I mean, it's like Cliff Kingsbury, but it happened at Texas tech. He collapsed in, in the second half of the season collapses in Arizona. in The second half of the season, they didn't score a point here. I think to your second question, I, I would guess that based on and, – and again, like – I don't these care. Things, these things keep – what do you mean you don't care? Are they going to say that he has a new contract? I was going to say I don't care about no, that. No, no. I would guess that based on the market he's in, where there's not – like it's not New York. There's not a ton of pressure. Based on the frugality of ownership in Arizona, based on the fact that the contract for Kyler is tied to Cliff's contract, which is tied to Steve Kimes' contract, and they're, they're all – tied? Rich, what do you mean they're tied? What does they that all mean? signed him in the same offseason. <laughs> they're all linked. They're all linked together. They're you're basically saying these are our guys we're going with. Yeah, them. but the contract doesn't say if right. Cliff Kingsbury gets fired, then Kyler gets all his money. You know, they're not like directly yeah. tied. They're well, not all going to be together. But I mean, like, I mean, it's pretty. You're, you're sort of inherently saying it by t- giving them all extensions at the same time this offseason. This Presumed, three-headed right? dragon though is not working together. They're right. trying to eat each other. Well, so like, you got to get rid of one of them. If 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 there is a situation where somebody has to get fired, then I think Cliff is the first one to go. I'd love to have to drag that out of you. That seems as obvious as the sun coming up tomorrow morning. I just, I just don't think, I think just like the, the Raiders won't fire McDaniels, I don't think the Cardinals will fire. That's different. And I think it's different. And Brady Quinn talked about this on the, the Brady Quinn pod last week because the players, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr in particular, respect Josh McDaniels. And the issues are with some of the other players in the locker room, Jonathan Abram, along with the team, for example. This feels like, uh, a situation where your quarterback comes off the side of the field and tells you to calm the F down. <laughs> he screams it in your face. Um, and in addition to terrible play calling, as you mentioned, not being able to win a football game once the weather gets cold, on and on and on. Like, I don't care how much you pay that guy. At some point, you got to be like, look, man. I, I'm not advocating for Cliff to, to continue to be the head coach in a vacuum. I'm just saying that I think with the circumstances of the Cardinals and how they operate, and Cliff's new contract, I would be surprised if he's fired. Having said that, when oh, you look at, well, no, you look, I mean, if they, you know, they've lost now, oh boy. Oh, they lost, they lost, they beat the, the Rams. So they've lost. Sweet. Well, they've lost three of their last four. But I mean, they're, uh-huh. I mean, they're not like on a five game losing streak right now. They All right, let six, me ask you. Six teams left. 
The Chargers at home, the Patriots at home. Loss, loss. I know. You just talked about how they don't win football games in uh, November, December. Why? I I didn't say they were going to be wins. I'm saying, like, what what do you think? They're four and seven. What record gets Cliff Kingsbury fired? Let's assume that Kyler Murray plays half of these games. I don't even know what the rest of the schedule is. I don't think they get seven wins. That's what I was going to read when you stopped. I'm sorry. I I don't think they get seven wins, but you can keep reading. Does seven and and ten get him fired? It should. Does it or does it? I mean, we're not asking should it. Does it? I would. I, I don't. I do not. I I would too, but I don't think it does. What do you think, Breach? No, I don't think it does. I think five wins gets him fired. I would. I would. I think I would start to agree with five wins because if you go one and five the rest of the way out, with what do I say? There's oh, there's. Oh, there's three home games, three away games. The final two games are away, which, look, I know this stuff shouldn't matter, but it does. When you have, like, a completely empty stadium and you get humiliated on, uh, you know, on you know, in, in your home building, it, it matters more, it feels like. So these next two games are massive for them against the Chargers and the Patriots. Like, if they win those two games, I don't think, I don't think there's a chance Cliff gets fired. Uh, yeah. Better chance he wins the lottery, but go on. What's next? I think the other games. Oh, um... At Broncos, I mean, the suck bowl. In Denver, we saw how Arizona played at altitude tonight. So, yeah, I'm sure that's yeah, that's actually an interesting point because I would, if I had to hypothesize, I would assume that Cliff didn't um, have you know that he didn't have some high intensity training at, at altitude. But anyway, uh, the Buccaneers at home at the Falcons and at the 49ers to close out in Week 18. All right, show me three wins on that schedule. I think you split with the Chargers and the Patriots potentially. No, absolutely not. <laughs> it's, it's outrageous. It is outrageous. What else? I'll give you one of those. Go ahead. I think you can split with the Broncos and the Falcons. Okay. I mean, come on. That's two. And then you got to cross your fingers and hope the 49ers clinch the division in their seed for week 18. <laughs> I can't. I would love to hear that pregame speech. Listen, guys. <laughs> I don't want to give it this lifestyle. up there today, boys, and I need to knock him fired. Let's go get him. Oh, my gosh. All right. Look, look, I understand you want Cliff Kingsbury fired. I don't want him fired. It's just weird to me that he is in the NFL as a head coach. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, I think it's tough on him because it feels like he's not sure what to do with Kyler Murray because you have have this quarterback who wants to run around everywhere and be (laughs) Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields, but, like, Justin Fields is like 6'3", Lamar Jackson 6'2", Josh Allen 6'5". These quarterbacks who like to run are big guys. Kyler Murray is 5'10", and probably doesn't weigh as much as me. So you cannot be taking regular (laughs) hits from these NFL-sized players, and you're going to be sustaining these injuries that he's dealing with every single season. So he can't have the same playing style as these other quarterbacks just because he's not doesn't have the build to handle it. So I don't know what you do if you're Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff drafted him. Well, right, but I think that Cliff thought it could work, and now that we're oh, this far in, and he has seen that, hey, look, this guy's getting hurt every year because his style of play with his size isn't sustainable. Well, my follow-up question, sir, is why did you give him a new contract? And Cliff would be like, that's all. That's on Steve over there, the guy that drafted Josh <laughs> Rosen. And then Steve is going to be like, listen, talk to Cliff's agent and Kyler's agent, who's the same guy. Like, I mean, So this is a conversation that theoretically happens in front of the owner, and um, you're probably like, listen, all three of you, buttholes get out of here like i don't care about these contracts being tied together or whatever your agent will brinson's telling me Dude, you guys got to beat it if Hit you the don't beat it you lose the, it's like it's like 75 million dollars he's not do you want to cut it quick or do you want to drag it out 
Because otherwise, you're going to be there for five years watching the same horror show every single season. The, the, the Bidwells are not going to sign the GM, the coach, and the quarterback to offseason contracts at the same time and then dump them all the following offseason. Like, I understand what you're saying. It's not, it's not feasible, though, financially. Nor is it feasible to just cut a guy you drafted number one overall and two other guys you just gave extensions to like three months ago. It's just you just don't see it in the NFL. Yeah, I get it. I'm just it's just it's just crazy town, USA. All right, that's more than two and a half how minutes much, on the Cardinals. How much do you think, Michael? Uh, NFL. What's the deal? Where does uh, Bidwell rank with the richest owners? Imagine he's pretty uh, close to the probably bottom. bottom of the list, ahead of maybe Mark Davis and maybe Mike Brown. So thirtieth, twenty ninth. Um, yeah, exactly. That's sort of that's sort of my point. Is that like. You know, when you're in this billionaires club and you're a, you know, you're rich, but you're not, it's, you just don't set that kind of money on fire. That's why Mark Davis is not firing Josh McCain. Well, right. I don't think that's part of it. I mean, it's part of it. Yeah. I need that. All right. That's it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Breach, Wilson, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.